Hey guys, before we get to the show, go ahead and click subscribe. This way, when you're subscribed to this podcast, every time we have a new episode come out, you'll get notified right away and you'll be listening to a bunch of money-making, game-changing information to grow your business. So go ahead, click subscribe and enjoy the show. Thanks. All right, we're live. This is the FBU Podcast. Um, this is Tom Langton. I'm here with my man, Vince Gabriel. Vince, what's up? What's up, Tom? How's it going? Yeah, we apologize if the sound is a little funky. Right now, we are in Vince's F-150. We're driving from New Jersey up to Providence, Rhode Island for the, uh, the 2019 Perform Better Summit. Vince, talk about the Perform Better Summit. Why? What it means to you kind of from a business standpoint, from a, from a training standpoint. Why do you make it a point after all these years to still do this? Well, so the Perform Better was the first ever fitness conference I went to when I was a trainer out in San Diego. Uh, they used to have these out in Long Beach. So I'd drive up uh, from San Diego to Long Beach and, you know, go to these different conferences. And, I, you know, I always went in the beginning as a trainer trying to learn, you know, about, you know, and when I was training athletes at the time, so there was a lot of stuff about speed and agility and, and, and deceleration and all the, this kind of stuff. And, you know, when I would go there, it was like the speakers, you know, seeing guys like Bill Parisi and Martin Rooney and, you know, Mike Boyle and all these guys. To me, when I was like a young trainer, those guys were like, you know, gods to me. And I spent probably 15 years going to the seminar. I don't think I ever missed a year. And I've got, I've done a lot of continuing ed uh, stuff in my life. And, you know, the Perform Better one was just one that I always went to every year and it's run by an unbelievable group of people up there really cool it's based out of uh, Providence Rhode Island and you know I really look at like the training system and the philosophy that I have that started my original business as really was shaped out of all the different speakers that I saw perform better it's guys like Mike Boyle and Greg Cook and Martin Rooney and, 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 and people like that was all the people that I kind of shaped the way and the way I train clients. And here's the thing, this is, this is a fitness business podcast, but the reality is, you know, I started as a trainer, right? And I was a, um, you know, a personal trainer and opened up a gym and then became a coach in that order. Not just like, you know, we're not talking to you based on theory or based on, you know, hey, we're these, you know, Facebook guys. We're, we've lived every step of this stuff. And the Perform Better kind of really was the, you know, the, the, the event that really shaped, you know, a belief system in, in, in training from all these different uh, really, really awesome speakers. So it's, um, you know, obviously I'm, we're, I'm driving up today as, uh, as a speaker for the conference my second year. And, you know, it's like, for me, this is like the Super Bowl of any, sp- and I spoke in front of, you know, probably 600 people at, at the IDEA conference, the IDEA world, uh, massive, massive venue, massive stage. And, um, you know, to me, you know, the perform better is, is, is the top, is the standard. Um, so I'm like really honored to, to be speaking for them now. And I did, um, you know, I did uh, Long Beach, I did Chicago, and now I'm doing Providence. And, uh, it's just a, it's really, and then we're bringing, you know, obviously you're with me. Save 30 a, minutes via Hutchinson River table. Parkway North. Booth. If you, if you're doing it, we got a booth set up. So big Tom, Hey, this is a great marketing strategy. All right. I want you guys to listen up carefully. 
Those of you that are running community, yeah, maybe just check that. If, it's if, you, if you guys are hearing weird noises in the background, we are driving and we have the GPS on the phone that we're yeah. recording. So we figured, we're just forewarning you. We're, we're telling you it's going to be a bad podcast from the beginning. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. Um, just make sure it's recording though. It's recording. It's good. Yeah. All right. Um, so here's my tip. So if you want to have a successful booth, like let's say you're going to a 5K or you're going to one of these community events, right? And you want to have success. All you need to do is find a six foot nine giant to stand at the table. You do not need to bring flyers. You don't need to have a raffle. All you need to do is park this giant right at the table and then people will flock to your table because they were like, it's like they saw Bigfoot and now they want to go over and see the guy. So that is my strategy. That is my perform better booth strategy. I'm bringing Tom with me, I'm parking him at the table and said, so you stand there all weekend and tell people about the mastermind. And that's my strategy. It's a great so, play. Yeah. You can turn your blinker off. If you're hearing that noise, Vince, <laughs> Vince is the guy who goes to the pole and leaves his blinker on. If you were hearing a funky noise, but, but anyway, I think, I think, you know, we talked a lot about the perform better, but I think one of the coolest things about it is it kind of, you know, you hear people speak for an hour and a half and then they do hands on and, and you're going to get some good information. But the thing I think for me as a young coach and now even growing is it just exposes you to so many different types of experts that then you can kind of go home with and then further your education. It's like you go home and say, man, this, this guy, I want to dig a little deeper on this guy. I want to dig a little deeper on this guy. But like a lot of times you go to conferences, it's one or two people talking the entire time. And like you're just getting their philosophy shoved down your throat, but this one, it's like so many different types of people, and like it's really they have kind of speakers for everybody. It's a, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny because I had this conversation because we have sent trainers up to this almost every year, yeah. and we've done. And I think you, this was your idea. You started this, um, but this is a tip for you guys. If, even if you're going as a as a business owner, let's say you're the owner of the business and you're the sole owner. You should be going to these things. But if you're going to send your trainers to different conferences with different speakers, well, you know, you want to get the value, right? You're spending money on a hotel. You're spending money um, on, you know, food. And when they're up there, you're spending money on the actual ticket. Where am I going? Straight. Straight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not that way? It says continue straight. Yeah? All right. I just think I just... We might have missed the turn. I think we missed the turn. Um, so, but, so we used to take, uh, tell the trainers, Hey, when you guys go and you guys, son of a bitch, Tom, just at the Henry Hunter Park, we'll be fine. Okay. All right. So, um, when you, when you go to the, when you go to the seminar, we would do two things. We would say, Hey, when you're going to the seminar, when make sure you pay attention and you're not sleeping through any sessions. Okay. All you got to do is is take notes really, really well, and then you have to come back and do a presentation to the rest of the group or the rest of the gym um, about what you learned. So that's kind of one of the strategies that we use to really get a lot out of it. Now, if you only send one person, the rest of the people can get a lot of value from the seminar. And the second thing we, I used to do is I used to say, all right, every presentation that you go to, you have to ask one question of the presenter. So at, when the pre presentation's over, left, you have left to here. left. Yeah. Okay. When the presentation's over, you got to go ask. And it's funny because one of our trainers, he went and asked Stuart McGill a question. Yeah. And Stuart McGill says, "That's a stupid question." Next question. <laughs> He's like, "The poor kid never wanted to ask question again." 
but um, it, it was, but it, what it does is it gets them out of their comfort zone a little bit and it gets them, you know, the best way to learn is to teach, right? So it gets them to really start thinking about what they're learning and then how they're going to apply it when they get back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, stay, stay in the left-hand lane here. We're going, we're going Henry Hudson North. Okay. We're, we're trying not to get lost while we're doing this podcast. We're doing all right. You'd think we were from around here. Um, I mean, so the, the biggest thing we kind of what we wanted to do with this podcast was, again, obviously talk about education, but this is an article. Coach Boyle, Mike Boyle, used to write an article like this, and he would kind of handicap to perform better or something. And we go, we're going to go through kind of the roster of all the speakers and just kind of talk about, you know, who would you would go see and kind of recommendations. And for those, of, for those of you listening, maybe some of these names are names you know, some of them may not be. So this may, again, be a chance to expand your knowledge a little bit. So it's a three-day summit. Right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And here's the thing, if you don't know one of the names, you should probably be looking that person up. Because if they're speaking on the Perform Better Tour, probably means they've had a lot of success and a lot of experience and they probably have a lot of value um, to bring to your business. Should we Should we talk about why you're speaking on Sunday? Aren't you speaking Sunday morning? I'm speaking Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But so this thing starts tomorrow for us. We're staying straight. We're going Henry Hudson Parkway. Um... Tomorrow morning it starts. There's four speakers: Mike Boyle, Rick Mayo, Sue Falzone, and Brian Wynn. Wow! So that's a that's a tough lineup. That's a, that's a, that's a, those are the lead off hitters. And, and the way this summit works is, there's two people doing lectures and two people doing hands on presentations, and you have to choose every hour. You got to pick one out of four. So where's who's your who's your pick, Vince? Gabe? Holy let's let's, let's, hand, let's, hand, let's start. Mike Boyle. So the two lecturers, Mike Boyle and Rick Mayo. What you've learned from both of these guys. Yeah, it's funny because we, we actually went down to Rick's gym and spent a full day with Rick and did coaching with him and, you know, what he's doing with Alloy. And he's, he's a wealth of knowledge on the business side of, of fitness. And, you know, I'm good friends with Rick, so I don't want to not pick Rick. Um, but I, I also, I mean, Coach Boyle, I mean, Coach Boyle is probably one of the best speakers I've ever heard because of his uh, way to make it. Uh, simple. He's also been a guest on the podcast. He's also been a guest uh, on the podcast. And I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm only going to pick Coach Boyle because I feel like Coach Boyle has a higher probability of listening to this podcast, <laughs> maybe more than Mayo. So I don't know if Rick will ever find out that I picked Boyle over Rick. But I've had experience with both of them. Uh, both are friends. Uh, but I think if I – and I would probably go to Boyle just because – I think he's just a really, really awesome speaker, and I would probably go to learn more about how to be a better speaker, right? From Boyle, and then the, the hands-on, you have Sue Falzone and Brian Wynn. I don't, I don't know much about Brian Wynn. Yes, it's funny. Uh, so I, I, I've never seen Sue Falzone speak. I know she has a huge following. Um, I'm going to pick Brian Wynn only because I met him for the first time in Long Beach. Great dude, and uh, so I'd go see Brian Wynn. I know Sue, Sue Falzone. Back in the day, when it was before, it was. Uh, Exo, so it was Athletes Performance, and she was she worked for Athletes uh, Performance. Okay. I've seen her speak a couple times, and she's one of those like almost like a Stuart McGill, who's like a brilliant. I guess she's a physical therapist, I think, but she takes really complicated stuff and makes it simple. That's great. Makes it like digestible. So I think that that is one. And then the next hour kind of flips over. You have some speakers. You got Alan Cosgrove and John Graham are your two lecturers. Who are you picking? Alan Cosgrove's talking about training strategies for fat loss. John Graham's talking about um, youth pro- youth programs. Do you know anything about those two? Yeah, I d- definitely know Cosgrove. Uh, I learned a ton from Alan Cosgrove. So I'd probably have to go with Cosgrove um, just because, you know, there's honestly so much stuff that I've learned 
from both Alan and Rachel over my years of, of being in the fitness industry, and I think that he's also a very entertaining speaker. Um, so I'll probably go with uh, with Alan on that one. And also, Boyle is doing his hands-on at the same time. So that's another tough one. Yeah, yeah. What's the other hands-on? The, the other hand is Ingrid Markham. Uh, talk, she's, she's talking about explosive power, and Mike Boyle talking about core training. I probably have to go with Boyle again just because it, maybe it would apply. Boyle does a great job of applying to the target market that we work with at GFP really, really well. Right. So uh, I'd probably go with that. But Ingrid, I did uh, meet her in the, uh, I think it was Chicago. Really, really nice girl. Awesome. Very, very strong, too. Um, the, the afternoon, Brandon Marcello and Michael Dowdcourt, these are both like pretty training-heavy ones. One's about, Brandon Marcello's talking about recovery and regeneration, and Michael Dowdcourt's talking about mo- loaded mobility training. I'd probably go with the loaded mobility training lecture just because, again, same thing, applies more to the clients. And I think that's an important thing, too, is that these seminars, you know, you, a lot of times you, you go for you, right? You go for what you want to know versus you go for who you're going to help. Right. And we, we, we have this thing like, well, like trainers will sometimes come to us and say, hey, I want to do a seminar on powerlifting. And we're like, no. Like, you're not going to do this. You're going to, because none of our clients power lift. And that's for you. That's for your education. This is not for all the learning we should be doing. It's like, how do we improve the results? How do we improve the experience of our target market? So I think that's an important thing to choose workshops and seminars, not for your own knowledge. We're not trying to collect dots here, right? We're not trying to just, like, collect a bunch of information so you sound smart. The goal in this industry is to make change and make transformation and get results. And you need to put yourself into in educational experiences that are going to allow that to happen. Brandon Marcello, I, I heard him speak a couple years ago before Better. I, I, I'm not sure where he is now. He was the strength coach at Stanford for a while. Yeah. That's one of those guys that you get in the room and, and you think you're pretty smart and you think you know about training, you think you know about the body. Then you get around a guy like that and you're like, man, it's, it's a, sometimes I like to go hear guys like that because it's so humbling. Yes. And you're like... I, I have so much more to learn and like it kind of knocks you down a peg or two because you're like I don't know anything compared to this guy and, and I know we got around when we get around guys like Charles Poliquin and people like that you're like man I got so much more to learn so that, that yeah and Brandon Marcello was one of the first guys that started talking a lot about breathing right which I think now like everyone just talks about breathing that's all they talk about is breathing and I think he was one of the first guys to really do a great job of explaining that next up on the docket you got Greg Cook and Robert Dos Remedios Great coach talking about changing movements, and Coach Dose is talking about his 30-year reflection of training philosophies and training trends. So, uh, I'm going to go with a uh, tough one here, but I'm going to go with Great Cook only only because um, the functional movement screen is something that I um, it's it's the, it's the cornerstone of our program, right? And in terms of assessing clients and how we and we program and stuff like that, so. Uh, and, and I tell you what, I learned from Greg Cook. I, I, I haven't been as into the training side, so this is almost like a little hard for me because, you know, most of my learning is all from the marketing and the business side right now. So I'm not really doing a ton of learning on the training side. That's why I have you and three of our coaches coming to this so they can. But um, Greg Cook said something uh, about farmers walks in one of his talks, like five years ago or something like that. And ever, ever since he just said, he said something about um, taking a certain percentage of your body weight, I think it was like 
70% of your body weight, I can't, I'm totally butchering it, but certain percentage of your body weight in farmer's market and being able to do that um, for 90 seconds or something. I, I'm totally butchering it, but it's not, you get what my point. Yeah. Um, and he says, that is a posture test. That is a posture, that, that is, that's your test for good posture. And ever since I heard that, and this is a really important point because I really do believe that if you're a business owner, you are probably doing a shitload more work on the computer where you're going down there and, and when you're doing all that stuff and then you keep your old habits of benching and curling all the time, your body's going to get wrecked. And ever since I heard that from Greg Cook, I have been doing farmer's walks pretty much every workout, some variation of a loaded carry, every workout that I do. And I have felt such a difference in, in my posture and, and really just the way I sit. And it is totally just that one little thing that he said such a long time ago stuck with me. Uh, so if you're listening to this, you should be doing farmer's walks or some kind of loaded carry every workout. Every time you exercise, you should be doing some kind of loaded carry for the battle of business ownership to battle all the things that we're, we're, we're doing and we're sitting much, if you're an owner of a business, you're really sitting way more than you ever have in your entire life. When you're training, you're walking around, your hips are still moving good, but all of a sudden your body starts getting wrecked. Um, and that was just something I learned from Greg Cook that was massive. I think Greg Cook gets a bad rap sometimes for a lot of guys, if, you, if they don't use the FMS, it's almost like they, they, they don't want to learn from them because he's, in, he's in, but you can take, you can go so much. I remember this is probably 10 years ago when I went to the first FMS. Do you remember the baseball team? He said, jumping rope and doing pull-ups. Yeah. He was working with a highlight, and he said, he had a standard and said he would not give them a program until they could skip rope 100 times unbroken. And I think it was two or three bodyweight chin-ups. And he said, that's your program until, and, and like, here's one of the most brilliant guys in the industry and just simplified the program down to a point where it was like, again, taking something that's very complicated and saying, if you can't do these two things, I can't even write a program for you. So that's having awesome. standards, I, I, that that's, has stuck in my head forever. It's just like simple standards. Yeah, brilliant. Next up, well, Sue Falzone will be doing her, her lecture up against your boy, Thomas Plummer. Oh, got to go with my man Plummer. And obviously because of the business connection we have, but Tom is probably... Plumber's probably been the biggest fitness business influence on me. You know, I would say, I would say in my in my career, in terms of very specific business knowledge in the fitness industry. And he's he's been a good friend and always has helped me out. He's helped me become a better speaker. And um, I, I, Tom Tom Plumber is just he is one of the best speakers. I think he's probably the best speaker. And the reason why is because I think a lot of us, as we speak, we, we, we and, I, and I do the same thing, and I haven't mastered what he does. I've not mastered it yet. But he has this unbelievable way of making the speech all about you and directly speaking to you. And I think we get up there and we start talking about stuff. And, and we're talking about information, whereas like Tom has a way of capturing you putting yourself in the middle of everything that he's saying, and he's 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 a master at that. So just I I can't watch him enough just to see that side. All right, Saturday morning opens up. We got Allie Gilbert talking about I guess it's a recovery, how to retrieve the real results in the other twenty three hours of the day, and then Nick Winkleman talking about the language of coaching. Two tough ones. I have not heard, I gotta be honest, I have not heard Allie. I've heard a lot of good things about Allie Gilbert. I have not seen her speak. 
I've heard Win- I've heard Winkleman. So where are you going? Allie's a great personal friend, and I've seen her talk. And actually, Allie and I went to the same speaker school for uh, plumber. Well, she was in my was. class. That's right. Uh, for speaker school, um, I- I've seen Nick Winkleman speak to. I think Nick Winkleman is probably one of the best speakers. He has this unbelievable speaking voice, and it's like this booming. Uh, command of a voice, which is truly impressive. Um, but uh, I'm going to go back again with how does it apply to my clients, right? And if I'm doing this and I'm going to this to help my business get better in terms of GFP, um, well, all of us have you know an hour that we spend with clients and want them to do better and have more success in the other 23 hours. And I actually saw the talk already and it was really, really good. So I would go to Ali. I would just recommend if anybody listening to this has not read up on Nick Winkleman to look up Nick Winkleman and external cueing. He is oh, yeah. a, he is like a forefront on on cue on giving cues in the weight room and when you're coaching speed or when you're coaching agility. So look up Nick Winkleman and cueing. It's it's like some groundbreaking coaching stuff. So pretty awesome. Next up, you got Greg Rose up against New Jersey another Jersey guy, Bill Parisi. Who, who are you going with? That's a tough one. I, I, uh, Greg, Greg Rose is someone that I, I have not heard very much. I haven't heard him speak very much. The only thing I have heard is that he is probably the most brilliant guy that speaks on the tour. Like yeah, just, he's just like on another level of, of, of knowledge. And obviously, Bill Parisi, you know, right from our, in a, right from our backyard, is uh, where am I going here? Straight. Straight. Okay. Yep. Uh, right in our backyard. I mean, he started very, very similar, you know, to me, uh, the back of a van or a pickup truck. And um, so I'm probably going to go with Bill Parisi only because of my connection with Jersey, but also because Bill Parisi is also a great friend of Rob, Dr. Rob Gilbert. That's who, right. And Dr. Rob Gilbert, there's a lot of very similar. And Bill Parisi, I think, is an excellent speaker. And there's a lot of really cool things. Actually, um, there is a, uh, I don't do it at Perform Better because, um, because Bill Parisi does it, but I learned from Bill Parisi what's called the boring introduction. And the boring introduction, it works really, really well if they don't know who you are, but essentially the boring introduction is where you get up there, you start your speech and you speak like really low and you act like it's really boring and you see people like squirming in their seats and all of a sudden you like totally pop out of it and you say, ah, I'm just joking. You're going to have a great time. And that's the first time I ever saw that from Bill Parisi. And I was just like, that. I was like, one day if I ever speak, I'm going to do that. And I actually did it the first time I ever did that. The boring introduction, which I took right from Bill, was I spoke, remember I spoke in front of 400 middle school kids yep. at, at middle school career day. I was the keynote speaker at middle school career day at my, at my, at my old middle school. And 400 kids in the audience, like all the, the, the superintendent was there, like all the executives are there, and they brought me in to speak. And I start doing this boring introduction. And, I, and I'm like really bad. It's like really bad. And I see the people in the front row. I see the one woman that brought me in that recommended me to speak saying, hey, this guy's going to be great. You're going to love him. And I see the people looking at this woman kind of like holding their hands up saying what the hell is wrong with this guy like how did you bring him here and then I like totally pop out of it and I literally got an ovation from 400 middle school kids for the joke that's awesome it was really cool and it was the first time I ever did it 
And I was so nervous to say, like, this is going to bonk in front of 400 middle school kids. This is terrible. But um, I, I, I've done it many times, and usually it does work out. So I have to credit Bill Parisi for the boring introduction. All right. <laughs> Next up, you got Martin Rooney versus Josh Henkin. Got to go with my man Martin Rooney only, only because um, – and again – a lot of what I'm saying here is like who I know better, right? Because <laughs> because here's here's the actual truth about this podcast. Um, I have a lot of history with the people that I'm picking, and I'm really here's the thing. I'm I'm just picking them because I have a story about them. That's to 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 really just be truly honest with you guys. If you're listening to this, I'm picking the person that I can share a story with you that I've experienced and that I could share a lesson. It's um, very politically correct of you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so uh, my first Long Beach ever is uh, uh, they they would these things would always start at eight a.m. and my first Long Beach ever was uh, Martin Rooney, and Martin Rooney was teaching deceleration, and I never met Martin before, and he brought me for somehow some way he picked me out of the audience, and I had to basically run as fast as I could across the room and then literally like stop right in front of the wall. And I remember he, I was racing against some other kid and the kid absolutely smoked me in front of like all of these people. And I was just like, Oh man, I guess wave. This kid had some Springs and uh, he like smoked me. But that was my first experience with Martin. And then he and I became friends uh, cause he, uh, he's another guy from Jersey um, and I used to go out and I used to, I trained with Martin a couple times, but you know, he is, Martin Rooney is, I think the best motive. There's a lot of motivation guys out there. There's a lot of motivation guys out there. And I think Martin Rooney is the best at making the motivation last, making it, making it good, like really firing you up in the moment, but also teaching you in a way that that stays with you. So I have uh, all good things to say about uh, about Martin Rooney. All right. In the afternoon, Charlie Weingroff and Peter Twist. I don't know Peter Twist. I'm definitely going to pick Charlie Weingroff here because Charlie would kill me if I didn't <laughs> pick him. Uh, but no, honestly, like, uh, and and I think Charlie Weingroff is uh, th- talk about you know great cook with shaping our program. You know he did that from afar, right through the FMS. Whereas Charlie Weingroff literally came into our gym ripped apart everything that we were doing in a good way and basically I invited him to do that you know I hired him for the full day and he has a huge hand in the way we train and you know he I met with him several years ago uh to do this that's the majority of the things I learned from him are still in our training system today but the other thing is um Many of you might not know this, but I used to do a ton of work with ACL post rehab. And I would get these referrals from doctors for these kit, for these, um, these, uh, these, a lot. It was, there were some, there were some guys, but there was mostly like high school girls that had torn their ACL. And I started getting these clients for one on one training for post rehab after they finished physical therapy. And I'm getting these clients, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing no idea. I was just like, you know, looking on the internet, trying to find the right way to train. And I basically put together this ACL post rehab program with Charlie. And I I probably have a thousand hours 
of ACL post rehab training under my belt, maybe more yeah. of one-on-one sessions that I did with, and, I, and and Charlie worked with me on creating that and actually did an article on strength. It's funny, I wrote this article on strengthcoach.com probably eight years ago. I still get emails now, today, eight years later, requesting my post rehab progressions that I created with Charlie. And still a good program, still holds up. It's still, it's the crazy thing is, it still does because I have not done an ACL consult probably in five years, but I did one like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like for some reason, like my name got snuck on the schedule. Like I thought they pulled me out of mind body or something, but for some reason, one got onto my schedule. And um, it was like the best feeling in the world getting back into doing that. I love that stuff. I really miss it, but. You know, obviously, I feel bad for the for the kids that tear their ACL, but from a training perspective, it's such like this challenge to balance. Hey, can you do really good training? Can you challenge them, but not also get their knee to swell up, and not also push them to the point where their knee starts to hurt? And it's I I found it to be one of my favorite things I ever did as a coach. Uh, you know, I, I trained pro athletes. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff in terms of training. I think the post-rehab ACL athlete was probably my favorite thing I ever did in terms of training. And, you know, I can only thank Charlie. I mean, we got to help a lot of kids get back on the field, a lot. And it was our learning from Charlie that really helped us shape the program that was massive. So Charlie's the pick, huh? Charlie's the pick. Of course. Charlie's good. He's good. He's good. He's, good. He's legit. He's legit. I recommend him as well. Next up. Todd Wright from the Philadelphia 76ers or Don Saladino? Where are you going? Um, I'm going to go... I know I know Don uh, personally. I think Don is speaking about what? Getting a million... Is getting to a million followers necessary? It's a social media type, like is being a celebrity. You know, he is kind of a celebrity trainer. He was on the cover yeah. of Muscle and Fitness. And, but is it necessary to do that? I'm going to say that the answer to that question is no. No. So I'll just go to Todd Wright. <laughs> Todd, Todd but Don, Wright. Is, Don is great. I know Don. And, and he, uh, he's a really, really good speaker and, uh, you know, has this massive following on Instagram. But I'm guessing his point is, hey, how do you leverage Instagram where you don't need? How do you actually make... Because I had this conversation with a guy, um, he, he does what I do, He's a, he does a mastermind, right? And he, he has like only like five or six people in his mastermind. And I got up there, we, this was, we were at some business group together and I got up there, I was like, oh, I, you know, I have 50 guys in my group. And like, he looks at me, he's like, how the hell do you have 50 guys in your group? And you know, I was telling him what I was doing and, and he said, yeah, I have 10,000 followers on Instagram. And five people in his group. Five people in his group. And he's like, how many do you have? I was like, I, at the time I had like 700. And I was like, I, yeah, I only have 700. I don't really post much on Instagram. And and I think Don's probably going to hit on that. It's like, no, it, it, it's probably not the amount of followers on Instagram that you have. But it's how do you leverage and be able to get people as clients. Because that's really, you know, followers on social media versus getting a phone number and an email are, are, are to, to, totally different universes. Plus, if you, if you own a local business, I mean, how many people live in your community that have Instagram? What's the point of having 2 million followers? I mean, we could have 8 million followers at Gabriel Fitness, but that doesn't mean they're going to come to Gabriel Fitness exactly. to train. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. But Todd Wright, Todd Wright is one of those guys that's, a, I mean, he, he's, the, he's been a, a strength coach in basketball. At, he's, he's in the NBA now. And his system of training is so unique. And so, like, it's not like a cookie-cutter throw. So if you get a chance, 
it, you, it, it, some of the stuff might, you know, I might not be able to use, but it's just really interesting information. I, I always enjoy Todd Wright. He's a good teacher. And, uh, I think the one thing I learned from Todd Wright was for speed and agility was the circle work. And right. I know Charlie's a big fan of that. And that was, that's actually the circle work was part of our post rehab right. ACL progression. But, uh, Todd Wright, like when you do like agility in a circle, it's like you're just moving in every pattern you could possibly move in. And it's like, it is, you can feel the athleticism. Where am I going here? Just going straight. Uh, you can feel the athleticism coming out when you do the circle work. So I just, I think that I know uh, that he's big on that. Yep. And then the last speakers on Saturday, Todd Durkin and Rachel Cosgrove. To Rachel, California. To California. To California. Both, both talking business. Both talking business? Both Todd's talking business and Rachel's talking business. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like I said, I've learned from both. And i probably say uh, the best thing. So my experience with Todd, obviously I worked for Todd for many years. Yep. And I think one of the things that I like just really learned through just being there, right, um, was the ability to create like a really, really great, a positive energy culture. Right, and I, and I think that if you're going to have a great business, you, you want to create a place that people want to go to. Yeah. Right, and I, I often say this about a trainer: my judge of a good trainer before they know anything else is is the client driving to the gym, and are they excited about spending an hour with that trainer? That is my judge of a good trainer or not. Because I, 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 I will say this, if they don't enjoy being around that person, then you know, they could tell them and give them the best exercises and the best stuff in the world. The long-term results of that um, are not going to be nearly as good as if they really enjoyed being around that person. You can always teach someone how to get better results. You can always teach someone how to be more technical. But, and that's why I always say about you, and I really, that really spawned from you. And I just, I really said, like, what's the quality about, because that's, that's, that's a, this is, this is an important point. Find your best trainer, your best trainer. And I would look at you as JGFP as our best trainer, hands down. And, and everyone in the gym would agree. And I look at what are the big qualities that you have that I would want to replicate and find in my new trainers. And you are as much of you are an asshole. Okay, let's true. not like. I'm, I can't right? deny it. That is right. true. I was born that way. But there, <laughs> but there is something where, and I don't know what it is, but people really enjoy being around you, and they enjoy spending time with you. Except, and, for, except for my wife. Except for your wife. Everybody except for my wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there, there is something about that that people love to come to the gym to see you and to be around you and spend that time with you. Um, that is one of the foundational things because here's the thing, like if you hire some of these, good luck having an awkward personal trainer. So hard. Good luck having, if you hire a trainer that's kind of awkward, good luck getting people to want to stay with that person. Good right. luck. It's not going to happen. And we found in the hiring process, we've found generally the people that have really good resumes, there's a reason why they're looking for a job. Yeah. You know, like we bring these yeah. people and like, oh man, they have CSCS and they're RKC and they're right. FMS level four. And like, and they're like, well, and, and well, how does this guy not have a job? I and, don't get it. And it's, I'm not saying about you that you're so like outgoing and you're like, 
you got to be like high five and everybody. It's not that's not what you do. Uh-huh. It's more about just your your. Um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of the word, but it is it is your uh, not attractiveness, but uh, I learned it from power versus force. Your ability to uh, shit. I can't think of it right now, but you put off this energy. That's kind of what you do. You put off this this vibe that is attractive to people, yeah, and people are drawn to that. But I think fi- I think fine. I think all of our coaches do vibration. Yeah. You, you, you vibrate, and, and actually, we talked about it with with Ari Weinswig. He talked about vibrational energy, and I think you give off a very good, positive vibrational energy. And I think when you have someone that's kind of standoffish or awkward or or, or arrogant, there's an energy they, they they put out there that will repel people versus attract people. Right. And so I think that that's an important thing to look for when you're hiring and I think going back to Todd I think that that was one thing that you know you would go there and you know Todd and I I was there in the early days when there was not a big facility and there was just this little you know thing and you know Todd would bring you in and he would make you feel like you were 10 feet tall Uh, and he did that with pro athletes he did that with moms that were you know 55 years old he did that with 10 year old kids and I think he really taught me a, a, a very good balance to be able to, to train both adults and kids in the same gym. Um, obviously, the marketing of that is now something I would totally change in terms of how you would get those people in the door. Right. But in terms of having a, a facility that would be able to balance both of those, um, I, I learned a ton uh, from him. But I think it's clear because I talked to Brett. I talked to Brett a couple months ago. Brett Klitko, who works at, they've had clients for like twenty years. Right? Yeah. Like people, yeah. have, people. I mean, you talk about retention. They've had clients that have not left. What, how long has the place been open? Fifteen years, twenty years. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and it's probably not because they just lost weight every year that they've right. been there, or they have the, the, the most up to date training systems. Right. And like, no, there's a, there's something about the relationship. There's something about the energy right. um, that's there, and you know he does that. He does that brilliantly. So that closes out Saturday night, and now we're coming to Sunday. Sunday morning, eight a.m. The breakfast shift. Two more business guys speaking. You got Mark Fisher and Vince Gabriel. Oh, Mark Fisher. Mark Fisher's where you go. Hands down. Don't go to the Jersey. It's funny. I was, I was in Long Beach. Um, I was I was the first one in the morning in Long Beach, and people are like walking by the room to look and see what my topic was, and I could see them like standing at the sign and reading the topic. And, keep and I would walk by and be like, "Hey, don't! I heard this guy sucks." Fuck <laughs> <out of> <laughs> But um, will you be offended if I go see Mark Fisher? Not at all. Yeah. I hope everything I am going to say on Sunday <laughs> you have heard about ten billion times. So I would hope you don't yeah, come see I me. Might, speak. I might. See, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of good hands. Mark off, Fisher so. is is outstanding. So yeah. All right. Next up, there's, there's, so we got two more hours to go. Next up, Eric. Two. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Eric Cressy and Anthony Renna. Oh, two of my really favorite people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not going to pick anyone, but I'm going to talk about both of them. All right. Um, but, uh, Anthony Renna is, uh, a very good friend of mine. We met at actually the Cosgrove mastermind or mentorship. It was like a seminar they did in Anaheim. And then Anthony and I drove down to the, we did, we watched the Anaheim mighty ducks game. So we drove from like LA down to Anaheim and we went to a ducks game together and we became really close friends pretty quickly. And I just think the world of him, and I think that he has 
Anthony Renna, I mean, that podcast, the Strength Coach podcast, Amazing. how long has that been going? That's the... Well, I mean, you. it's like the original podcast. Right. It's That's crazy. The, f- the first podcast I ever listened to was Anthony Renna's podcast. And I went to a, an HKC or RKC seminar, and Renna was there. And I didn't know who... I had never seen him before. And we were standing in the line waiting to do a kettlebell swing, and I heard him talking. And I had just been listening to his podcast on the way up there. And I turned around, I looked, and his name tag said Anthony. He goes, are you Anthony Renna? He goes, yeah, why? I recognize your voice. I had to listen to his voice like hundreds of hours yeah. in his podcast. And that's how I met him initially. We were standing in the line waiting to do, like, do Turkish get-ups or something. And yeah, what a great dude. What was that, the HKC? The HKC, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that no, was probably Anthony 10 years is, ago. Anthony's great. I'm so glad to hear him speaking. And, uh, I mean, that he has a very good radio voice. Awesome. A very good radio voice, which means he has a good speaking voice too. But no, he's a good buddy of mine and a good friend. And Eric Cressy is, it, 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 I mean, talk about being on another level of smart. Unbelievable. Like Eric Cressy knows more about the shoulder than 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 most people know than the about anything in their entire life. He's like one of those guys. He's for, <laughs> he's forgotten more about the human body yeah. than you'll ever know. I mean, it's crazy, and and he's a uh, runs a great business. I mean, I think that that is what he has done. He has like modeled a culture that is so admired. Like I think that people look at Eric Cressy's business, and they're like. That is exactly what I want. I want to work with high level baseball, and and it's not like they're working with like five people. No, like that place is packed. All divisional stars and yeah, like some mean, top pitchers is, in the major like, leagues. Like it, it's just like and and he does a uh, and just seeing his different videos and stuff. Um, but he is, um, you know, he just seems like he's got like a, a great culture with his business, and uh, I mean, what a what a success he's been. So I remember really, we had breakfast with him one time. I think it was in Kentucky or something, and he was talking about the shoulder, and I felt like I could understand about every other word he was saying. Yeah. He was dropping like biomechanical stuff, and human physiology was unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's he is an absolute brilliant guy and a really good dude too. I like him a lot. All right, last one: Michael Mullen and Brandon Rierich. I gotta be honest, I don't know either. Yeah, uh, not, what are the topics? Circ- circuiting the rehab training model is what Mullen's talking about. And Brendan's talking about the simplest thing you're not doing. All right. Why don't you take this one? I'm curious. I'm curious about the rehab training model circuiting. Like, I guess I'm assuming he's talking about, you know, training, putting people in a rehab model in a, and having a, a larger group. You know, we, we train in groups. So I'm assuming that's what, the, that's what they're going to go into. So I, I would be interested in that. Again, sometimes you just walk on these lectures and you get stuff out of them that you have, that you, you have no idea. So for sure. Unbelievable. That's, that's the, that's the that's the perform better events. So how we're still we still got about three hours left on our drive. Should we just try to talk? Oh, we just killed a bunch of time. We just killed how a bunch long of was time. That podcast? I don't know. Should we should we try to keep should we try to keep it rolling? But but let's 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 land this plane as you'd like to say. What, what's what's the main point? Edu- talk, you know, education. I mean, we're not trying to sell perform better, but yes, we are. I I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'll sell perform better all day long, and it's not because I speak for them. I I believe. One, they I, they sell great equipment, but two, they're just really great people. Right. They're really good. The people that run this conference are some of the best people that I know in the fitness industry. They're just top notch, really good relationship people. So uh, they are my absolute uh, number one choice to send people to our equipment. And actually, they're they're one of I think they're really our only official sponsor of FBU. Right. I mean, they they pay for all of the lunches when we have mastermind meetings and mentorships. 
Uh, they, they, they pay for all the lunches that we do. So they're, they're an official sponsor of this. They're not sponsoring the podcast or anything like that. But I mean, I, I, I send as many people to them as I can because I believe they have good equipment and they're just great people. And they put on what I feel is one of the best seminars, um, one of the best seminars in the fitness industry. And, um, I, but, but going back to the main point of this whole podcast was, hey, this is, you know, it's all about, do, can, can you keep progressing and, and learning new things? I will tell you this, if, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying. And that, that, that holds true in your knowledge about training. It holds true in your knowledge of business. It holds true financially. Um, so I, I think that if you're not going to be out there going to conferences and and one of the things I wanted to share too is not just going to conferences, but like, hey, the people that are speaking are there for a reason. Like maybe it's a good thing to create relationships with some of these guys. And and I, I, I look at this like, so my relationship with Seth Godin, right? So Seth Godin is an author. He's one of the most highest level authors in the world, right? And so I can learn from Seth Godin from the stuff he says in his books, or I can get the courage to email Seth Godin and develop a relationship with him and then ask him a question whenever I want to. And that's the difference. And and I believe five years ago, and I've emailed this, I, I wrote him a question about opening up a second location. And he sent back this message to me that was probably worth $5 million of advice to me. And that doesn't happen if I just read his book. So I think one of the main points is too, is like when you go to these conferences, don't just like take the information, go develop develop relationships with other people, develop relationships with other attendees. I've, I've, I've created great friendships with people just from meeting them at these conferences. Um, so go meet the speakers, talk to them. They're human beings, you know, just like, just like you and me, you know, they, they, they want to help people. So, I mean, I think that that's a lot of this is how you leverage education. Um, this way, Springhouse. They left it up. Uh, how you leverage education to be able to advance your, uh, knowledge and career. So that's what I wanted to share. Awesome stuff. We're going to keep driving. We're trying not to get lost somewhere in Connecticut here. Where are we, Tom? These are like, we're in the we're, back roads. We're avoiding the traffic. We're uh, avoiding traffic. Hopefully you got something out of our podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Do me a favor and click subscribe. And if you can, leave a review. Whatever you think about us, let us know. We want to make this show better. But by, by subscribing to the podcast, you get updated every time a new show comes out. And by leaving a review... You help us make this show better. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.